Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. So Sam, uh, what's in your smoothie? Because it looks really delish. Oh. So I have mango and um, some banana, and then I, I use oat milk. Oh. And I was going to try and put Greek yogurt in there, but I always overestimate how much fruit I have, and so I didn't end up being able to stick was Greek there, yogurt in there. Was there no room? Basically? Yeah, I mean oh. it's like I haven't even drank any of it. So oh wow, yeah, jeez, <laughs> I know it looks delish. It's got like a delightful orange color. I thought there might be mangoes, but then I thought so good. I, I love was like, mangoes. who are f- only fancy people eat mangoes? <laughs> so you must be a fancy person. I love mangoes. I mean, they're like frozen mangoes, so it's I was not like ask. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't eat like fruit fast enough to like or put it in yeah. smoothies fast no, enough to I like yeah buy a bunch of it. You know, so I just freeze it, but or buy the frozen kind. Plus, like peeling mangoes is such a hassle and then you get like half of it stuck on the seed so you don't even get to enjoy oh, the whole mango you geez, know what i mean yeah. it's like and the seed is ginormous have you ever have you ever like peeled a mango or eaten I've, like a no i've never peeled a fresh mango <laughs> it's and eaten the, it, the seed is like this big it's cheese yeah oh, so it's, it's like, like kind of avocado well bigger than an avocado yeah but it's like a flat seed so you oh, like weird. yeah it's it's annoying maybe i should buy one because i you love should. like mango is so good dried mango and i've oh, had i know i've had mango smoothies from like panera bread before and so those good. are really tasty <laughs> but i've never bought one because i i find that like when it comes to fruit smoothies I can never recreate the deliciousness of like a professional fruit smoothie so yeah. I I don't try like the only smoothie I ever make at home is banana ice milk dark chocolate powder and like peanut oh, butter oh yeah that was a good smoothie though because yeah. I had tr- I tried that before it's and like I was like into ice it. cream like yeah it, it feels like a it feels like you're eating ice cream and I, I like that so I could I could try and make you a smoothie sometime if you want I yeah mean, I would like that because I don't put ice in it oh yeah that don't. maybe is why yeah maybe yeah. what maybe I water it down too much yeah I just put like the milk the oat milk because I really like that um and yeah just like fruit and mm. you know yeah this has been we are the watchers of smoothies <laughs> we are the watchers of smoothies <laughs> this <laughs> is npr <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so anyway this, yeah. this like, new equipment just makes me want to talk like this <laughs> So uh, I watched uh, um, a movie last night that was pretty funny, uh, pretty fun, called Hunt for the Wilder People, and it's on Netflix, and it was really fun. Like, Maybe it's pretty bonkers. It. It's bonkers, but there was a couple of times when I laughed out loud, and it's it's weird and wild, and it's Sam Neill, isn't it? And Wait, how old is this movie? It's I, like I recently? Think it, uh, I think it came out in 2016. I looked it up, okay, and I okay. think that's what it said. And uh, I was at a friend's house. I was at my friend Lindsay and Phil's house last friends, Lindsay and Phil's house last night. And we were just sort of like trying to figure out what to do and what to watch. And that was on Netflix. And they had seen it before, but it had been a while. And they said it was really good. So we watched it. And they said they even liked it again, like a second time. So I would recommend it. I think it's fun. Like it's, it's pretty weird, 
but in the best of ways, I think. And mm-hmm. um, there's so at the beginning, within the first like ten minutes, there was something that made but me don't spoil it for me because I might watch it. <laughs> okay, I'll just say there was something that made me laugh super hard, and I was not <laughs> expecting it. It was a line that one of the characters said, and uh, so I'll just give a basic gist of the story. Okay. It's about a little boy. It's in New Zealand, and a little boy is 15. I guess he's not really a little boy anymore, but he's kind well, of... he is to us. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of exhausted, and he acts like a little boy. Right. Um, he's kind of exhausted all of his... He's in foster care, and he's kind of exhausted all of his outlets. He's He's pretty, like, naughty, I guess, and so this naughty this last family who lives kind of in the middle of nowhere take him in Mm -hmm. um and it's a woman named bella and a man named heck hector and hector is played by sam neill and so it's it's basically that's the bones of the story and um the woman the uh there's a woman who's dropping him off she's from like social services and she she says a line at the beginning of the movie when they're dropping him off and it I don't know. There was something. But tell me the line, though. Now I want to know. <laughs> well, I'll have to tell you what happened. So, okay. so Sam Neill's character is coming in from like being out in the bush hunting, and he's got like a big wild boar or a javelina or something on his back that he's killed, and the, the social worker says, "Who's that crocodile Dundee fella?" <laughs> and it <laughs> killed me. It might have been just like the perfect atmosphere and just like everything was just it was like a stew that had just come to perfect (laughs) levels or something but it that line really killed me and uh and i really like their accents in new zealand so all of that was just all that together and then there were multiple lines like that that really made me laugh so it's on netflix if anyone wants to watch it i can't imagine sam neil like out and like hunting he did a really good job playing like a like a bushman yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. interesting interesting yeah and i learned recently mike actually mike learned watching that documentary like the movies that made us or something oh yeah i kind of want to watch that there's one about jurassic park and mike was watching it and he said did you know that sam neill was not american and i was like oh what (laughs) yeah i think i knew that i think i I didn't know is he I believe he's he's like, he might be like Kiwi or uh, Kiwi or Australian, New Zealand or Australian. I'm not sure. I want to look it up now. Yeah, look curious. it up. I can't remember now, but he has an accent, and I I kind of assumed that this movie might be his actual accent. So that was interesting. Sam Neil. I said Kiwi, but it's, I think it's New Zealand. New Zealander. <laughs> New Zealander. All right, come on. Anytime, my phone wants to. Oh, he's British and from New Zealand. So, oh, wow. See? So yeah. he's, he's, I think uh, it's considered like part of the Commonwealth is what they say. Okay. So his full name, according to Wikipedia, is Nigel John Dermot Sam Neal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's Nigel. Pretty amazing. Nigel. Ex- yeah. <laughs> Nigel. Nigel. Such a British name. Oi, oi. <laughs> oi, oi, Nigel. <laughs> What about that ludicrous display last night? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your kitty is trying to get up on my lap. He loves, he loves snuggles. Who doesn't? Right? So I saw the new Scream movie. Oh, yes. Yes, and I'm not going to spoil anything for our listeners because it's only like 10 days old, so that'd be really awful. But um, as far as uh, the series goes, I've heard some people complain, but honestly, I had fun. I liked it. I mean, if you're a fan of the series, just go watch it because it's a murdery, good, <laughs> bloody time. You know, I mean, pretty typical of a 
I, I had like there was only like one small issue I had, but it wasn't big enough to like ruin the movie. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Sure. It was like it was more just like they they should have not included that, but it's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I have to say that Ski Ulrich, he has grown he has aged like fine wine really (laughs) oh yeah like i was watching he's on uh the show riverdale oh yeah Yeah, and i only watched like maybe five or six episodes me too when it was first new i i was i kind of got into it because it was sort of ridiculous but it was just too much of a commitment so i I, was like nah yeah it was like really dramatic it's very cw there's a storyline of a of a boy sleeping with his teacher and i find those storylines pretty off-putting because i think it's pretty weird yeah you know and she she was like i'm like what are you doing you're in your 20s and this guy's a kid right and she was like the stereotypical like i'm a model and they put fake big nerdy glasses on me and that was like that's how you know she's a teacher and i thought that was pretty lame she was like super hot for like a teacher yeah also like creepy teachers exude that behavior all the time so it's not just like she's totally cool right it's like no you're well actually mike and i watched that hulu or that fx show called i think it's called a teacher oh yeah with uh, uh, kate mara yeah i thought that the relationship i could see how it's sort of like sort of like snowballed and she wasn't overly cool they didn't make her seem overly cool or like a supermodel they just made her seem like she made really bad choices <laughs> you yeah know? like she's yeah. a predator like they made it they were very clear that she was you know oh she yeah was being a predator and uh so that's that didn't bother me as much because it was like calling it what it was a little bit but um yeah it's when they glamorize yeah, or like romanticize it that i'm they like totally mm. glamorize it and they, she's like they totally made it seem like she was just like i just happened to be hot and i got my teaching degree but i'm wearing these really dorky glasses <laughs> and i, I bet they didn't even put lenses in them that's how bad it was there is also yeah like why would you want to sleep with like a young teenage boy yeah, I, well, I might actually have an answer for that. There is a book that I read called Tampa, and I I would be very hesitant to recommend it to people because it's a certain type of person is going to like this book. It's about a, a woman who's a teacher, and she's um, going after like fourteen year old boys. Oh, yeah. It's is a, it a, is it like based on a true story? No, it's okay. fiction. But like they the the sex scenes between her and the boys are graphic oh yeah like i was like okay um i read the whole thing in like maybe two days it was so good but it was very fucked up like dark yeah oh yeah it was really good but it like it held my interest the entire time but the reason she was going after them was because um they just don't know any better and so she can manipulate them to being how they want she wants them to be okay yeah Yeah, like grooming basically exactly yeah that makes sense i mean it i mean doesn't make sense but i can see that i mean that's like the predators you know that's their that's their thing like they go after people that are vulnerable and they don't know any better and yeah you know and that's another thing that i think i've talked about before maybe in regards to other things is like female teachers sleeping with like male students is considered like sexy and titillating but if you flipped the tables and it was a male teacher sleeping with a female student you would it would be gross yeah and it should be gross both ways yes for sure yeah like and and there's like a whole like culture behind like boys being seduced by their teachers where Mm -hmm. like their friends are like oh you're so cool now like you had sex with our teacher you know and it's like 
but it's not legal. <laughs> like it's right. morally and ethically like really wrong, you know. So I don't I don't even know how we went down the rabbit hole of yeah. <laughs> oh, we were talking about Riverdale, but anyway, Riverdale, yeah. if, is there anything else you want to say about Scream? Oh, Skeet Ulrich, though, like my God, like Dominique DeCoco, because he oh. aged like real well, and I really? was like, because I remember watching the show, and I remember being like. No, that's is that Skeet Ulrich? I was like, nah, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, that's not him. That's, and I looked it up, and I was like, God damn! <laughs> I have, I have a good before and after for you. Okay, okay. Skeet Ulrich von Lichtenstein. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't if know? you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. It's I a movie know. reference, so if anyone if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Feel free to. What is it from? Should I give you a clue? You should give me a clue. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Bettany. Is it Knight's Tale? Yes. Oh <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> um, I did actually have a couple more things. Um, oh, I finished Cardinal. Oh yes, um, it's really good. It's a very good ending, and I would highly recommend the show to people who like crime stuff because it's uh i mean it's good and the ending was like it it left it open to like interpretation so you can kind of be like well i think this is what's going to happen you know but it like it definitely has like a definitive end so and i thought it was a good ending but it's on hulu if anyone wants to watch it it's great um i really love the female cop in it she's amazing i've never seen her in anything else and actually the guy i've only seen in one other thing and i've all and the only reason i remember him is because he was in an episode of brooklyn 99 <laughs> oh wow yeah so um but uh it's it's very good what's very it good. about it's so it's a guy who's a cop in canada and um the first season is they're trying to catch a serial killer and like each season's kind of about like something different. Like the second season is, um, they have a uh, kind of to just like make a side note. They have a lot of stuff about indigenous people in Canada, which I really like because that's a huge part of of you know like our history in North America is is indigenous people who were here long before Europeans came over. You know, so it's nice to and also there's an ongoing theme in like real life where people who are indigenous are killed and their, their cases are pretty much like, well, no one cares because they're indigenous. And it's like, what, what? <laughs> like, okay. So they're, you know, like that doesn't make any sense. And, um, and I appreciated that they did, they did stuff like that where they had not only the victims be indigenous, but also the perpetrators were too, you know? So um, not so much in the first season, but the second season is is more like that, but it's it. So it's basically this guy, and he's a cop, and he gets like a new um, partner, and they're solving crimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the movie Wind River is kind of like that about um, Native Americans on reservations, and uh, it's an excellent, excellent, excellent movie. But it's super heavy. With? Um, Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. And uh, it's a good cast. It's a it's. I mean, if I could give three thumbs up, I would, but it is heavy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't it has, it. it has, I think I've talked about it before, but it has a very graphic rape scene. And so, oh, as yeah, yeah. As soon as okay, that yeah. scene happened, I was like, well, like, there's like, that. this like eliminates half the people that I might recommend this to just because I, 
I wouldn't want to be the one to be like, you should watch this. But it's 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 about that that yeah. same like situation with um, indigenous people being murdered and how like there's not a lot of opportunities for them. In this case, it's on a reservation, but like you know the opportunities for them on the re- reservation are very small, so they have to yeah. sort of decide like to stay there and like engage in like criminal activities to make money or they leave the reservation and leave their families and leave the their way of life and it's like it's awful <laughs> you know like it's just very awful. sad i mm-hmm. mean it's yeah and you know it's you'd think that enough time has been passed to make it better but it hasn't gotten better for people yeah who are, are native to this country or canada or whatever you know it's just it's like it's just shit <laughs> i did hear story um headlines or see headlines about that when like the gabby petito case was really going strong how people were like oh so like a white girl with blonde hair makes national news but indigenous women who disappear every day don't you know or not even just indigenous like maybe even african-american women you know oh yeah no it's totally i mean that's it's a real it's a real issue yeah Mm -hmm. because it's you're right you're spot on about that white girls are you know like they're all over the news but yeah no it's it's messed up yeah and that sounds actually like an interesting show it is good show it's yeah. um it's a little gory there's a little there's a couple parts where um it's definitely like i mean i could have hand i could handle it but like you might be more like a little like oh okay <laughs> it's a little too much but i mean i think other than that i think it's a really good show and i like the relationship between him and his partner you know um and it like grows as the story goes on too so that's nice and i don't want to i don't want to ruin anything yeah (laughs) anyway interesting um, yeah so i i'd recommend it and it's uh it's four it's four seasons so it's not short you know it's not like a mini series but it does have a definitive end and i like that it i was like really hoping that they're gonna have a fifth season but then i looked it up and they're like yeah it got canceled and i was like yeah everything gets canceled <laughs> and i was yeah. like damn it i was like this first damn good show that i've liked in a long time and i'm like yeah Ugh. yeah but um Anyway, so speaking of of sad things, Meatloaf passed away from and COVID. Louis Anderson. Louis yeah. Anderson, yeah. I I don't really know Louis Anderson's work. I'm not very familiar with it, but Meatloaf, like that was that was like straight up devastating. I love. I would do anything for love. <laughs> like the music video is amazing. It's like Beauty and the Beast meets like a small bit of Dracula. <laughs> but the thing is, like, and like. Like, rest in peace, Meatloaf. This is nothing against you. But the thing that makes me laugh about that video is that he's, like, a beast, like, the entire time. And then she, like, kisses him, like, this gorgeous, like, 80s woman. And um, and he, like, turns to, like, himself, but it's, like, Meatloaf. So... <laughs> It's like the handsome prince, but I'm like, well, but it's, it's still Meatloaf. <laughs> It's a great video. It's long. It's like seven minutes long, but it's uh, it's very fun. So yeah, Mike is a big fan of Meatloaf, so I've heard more of his music from Mike than I did growing up. And he is like very he's talented, a very catchy he's a performer. Yeah, I really like that song. Um, the one where he's like trying to sleep with the woman paradise by the dashboard yeah light. and i i think that the way that song builds is like so amazing because it builds like a yeah. like make out session turned to sex yeah and then as soon as you climax he's like oh crap now i have to like <laughs> be with her forever like you'd say anything to now get wait it until the end of yeah, time so like, i can end my time with you pretty great over and over at the end of the night yeah i love that song <laughs> and um his my friend amanda 
really likes his part in Rocky Horror Picture Show yes. as well. That yeah. song, like, Hot Patootie. <laughs> so weird. It's, yeah. Yeah, he was great. And, um, like, someone had posted something on Reddit about um, his character, Robert Paulson, in, in Fight Club. And, like, how Robert Paulson had testicular cancer. And the person on Reddit had posted, like, I really identified with this character because I also had testicular cancer. And then someone, like, commented, they're like, this is how I found out that Meatloaf had died. And I was like, what? What? So I looked it up and I was like, he was only, like, 74. Yeah. It was, like, not, I mean, that's not old, you know? It's not, especially Not comparatively. COVID is, but, um, also... Louis Anderson, I used to watch his cartoon Life with Louis, and I really liked that cartoon. It was it was right up my alley as a kid. Like was it, it was right. It was my type of humor. Yeah, and um, Gaspard Uliel, or I don't know how oh, to say his last name. I think it's Gaspard Ulay. Ulay. He also died, oh, and yeah. um, he was only thirty seven. Yeah. He was born. He was born like two weeks after me, so that's oh, God. pretty young. But it was a skiing accident, so. You know, that's this is tragedy. People, this is why you get vaccinated and you don't go skiing. Okay. Like <laughs> the rules of the universe are Yeah. Don't go skiing because ugh. I, I'm well, first of all, I'm terrified of skiing. Anything going downhill at a fast speed is like unless I'm in a car and I brakes, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no. I even sledding is scary to me. Like as a kid, when you think that you're immortal, you know, nothing can kill you. Yeah. It's great. But as an adult, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm okay. It's so tragic. He's like, he was a talented actor too, you know? He was amazing in a very long engagement. I haven't seen much of his stuff since then, but it it really stayed, his performance in that movie really stayed with me. And um, yeah. So yeah, that was a, kind of a bittersweet movie. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was I think beautiful. I own it. I do actually. too, yeah. Beautiful, um, beautiful movie. But he, the only, the other one I've seen, I may have seen another one of his movies, but the only other one I've seen is Hannibal Rising, where he plays Hannibal Lecter. He was pretty good in that. Yeah. That was a fucked up movie. I mean, <laughs> sure. how could it not be? But like, yeah, I mean, like you, you can, uh, you can see why Hannibal kind of became the way he did, you know, like through that, you're like, okay, yeah, that trauma would make you, Yeah. For sure. That would make you, like, maybe seek out different methods of cooking and eating people. I don't know. No, but uh, hmm. it's it's not the best. It's not the best um, Hannibal Lecter movie, whatever. But I, I liked it for what it was, you know. So I have it if you want to borrow it. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If you're not into it, it's fine. I don't know. Probably, probably not. But I'm never. I never say no to anything. Well, that's not true. I do say no, but I won't say no. But I'll let you know if I ever want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's you know, you didn't really like Silence of the Lambs, so yeah. you probably will not like this one. I would say that's because it's not better. Likely. It's not oh, okay. better. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, Silence of the Lambs is pretty much like the best one. Yeah. Although I've heard the show Hannibal's good. Um, I tried watching it and I could not get into it. I I like, uh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so sad news. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of sad news lately. Yeah. Like a lot. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. So anyway, do you want to talk about the movie? 
Yeah, I do. Um, I think we should tell people what about the house quiz that I took. We promised. Oh, yes. So, uh, do you want to talk about it? you want to say it? I will say it. Okay. So, uh, I took the test. The Pottermore one. The Pottermore test. Mm-hmm. And I am a Ravenclaw. <laughs> and I'm a Gryffindor. And Lauren is a Gryffindor. <laughs> and you want to say what Mike? Mike is a Slytherin. <laughs> so, that's fun. And our friend, my friend Samantha, who requested the first movie, she commented and said she was a Hufflepuff. And I was jealous because I think that's the coolest name. But I learned that, um, like, Hufflepuff isn't, like, the most desired like people don't no. like Hufflepuff as much. I think Hufflepuff like and you'd think that this would make me like maybe one of the members of it, but I really feel like Hufflepuff is for the stoners. Really? <laughs> yes. I think it's for like I just I get the the vibe that Hufflepuff is like just a chill place where people are like, "Hey, I made this thing. Do you want to go play with it?" You know, like I don't know. It just it doesn't strike me as like there are a couple of characters that are Hufflepuff in the in the show uh, or in the in the series, um, and I love those characters. They're like beloved characters, and we'll talk about them. But um, they haven't come up in the second movie, so we won't talk about it. Until I later. didn't think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, no, there's not. There's never any sort of strong connection with Hufflepuff as far as the movies go okay. or the books go. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants to comment, what house they're in. I think that's yeah. interesting. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Also, my friend Amber, who my friend from high school, Amber, sent me a message this week of a Harry Potter memory that I'd totally forgotten about. And I still don't really remember it, but it sounds like me. So when <laughs> Harry Potter was still like trailers, mm-hmm. her and I were watching a movie at my house and there was a trailer for Harry Potter before the movie. And Ron Weasley in the trailer, and obviously in the movie, says wicked. And she said, I looked at her and I was like, Ron stole my word because I was really (laughs) into the word wicked then, apparently. But I also like had this, I was very, very into British culture at the time. And Uh that I do remember that being like really obsessed about British culture. But I don't remember like loving the word wicked and i don't remember like taking ownership of it but she said that for like the next couple of months before the movies came out i would always be like oh that movie with the kid who stole my word and uh even though i have no memory like i'm not arguing it that sounds like something that i would do i'm not <laughs> it disputing it at all <laughs> and uh so she shared that memory and she said it was like super vivid and so i used to use the word wicked all the time too what happened i used to love that know, word I, well, it was so fun. it's all ron weasley's fault it is he stole it he is that bastard yeah. son of a bitch that ginger <laughs> bastard bastard <laughs> okay so what did you think of the movie um i liked it less than sorcerer's stone i actually didn't really like it <laughs> so i think this is funny because as I was watching the movie, I was like, if I wasn't a fan of Harry Potter, I also would not like this really? movie. Yeah, because I, oh. first of all, the book is like way creepier in the way that they describe him going, like everything is way more tense in the book. It's way better in the book. And I just, I was like watching this movie and I was like, this is kind of cheesy. But again, remember what I said, Chris Columbus, first, second, and fourth movies fourth movies there's four and like i only hold up three fingers um (laughs) he just 
I just don't think he's that great. I think that there's way better directors. And mm. the third one's done by Alfonso Cuaron, so I'm curious as to what you think, because I remember really liking the third one. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but oh, and my and that's when my sweet darling favorite Lupin comes around. So he's my favorite. I love him so much. <laughs> Who plays him? Uh, David Thewlis. I don't know who that is. You probably do. I'll show you a picture. Hold on for a second. Him? Oh, I I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Ugh, love him. Well, I love Lupin. I don't. I I mean. <laughs> I, I guess I love the actor because of the um, <clears throat> no, but I there I have a lot of issues with the second one, second movie because first of all, so Lockhart is the Defense Against Dark Arts teacher. So in the book, like okay, so I'm sure you noticed this in the movie that all these girls were like, oh, <laughs> like flipping yeah. out. Um, I, Kenneth Branner is great, love him. However, he should have not been. He should have not been Lockhart. Oh, really? Lockhart is like so attractive that people like lose their minds over it. Like he's so good looking that women are like, oh my God, Lockhart, he, he looked at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and I, and I, I remember watching this movie like when it came out and being like, why would they cast him? Like out of all the people. And I heard that they were talking about Jude Law. Um, but I don't know. People didn't want him to play, which is weird because he ends up playing like a younger Dumbledore later in the yeah. in a Fantastic Beasts Where to Find also, Him. Also, second one, like two thousand two, Jude Law was like at the prime of his yeah. career, and like he was like in his he was at the prime of life, so he was very right. like attractive. Like he's very like like Lockhart's supposed to be really charming and you know very charismatic and. Well, I don't think I don't necessarily think that Kenneth Branagh's not charming and charismatic. He's he's just not and he's certainly not a bad-looking guy, but Lockhart is is supposed to be very attractive. Well, there's a big difference between an attractive man and a man like you're describing. Like if he's supposed to be like over the top, angelic, beautiful man, you know, like then that's like an Adonis type mm-hmm. guy. That's yeah. a lot different than just like, oh yes, of course he's a- this man is a handsome man, right. you know. So I get it. I think that that makes sense, and I didn't know that because I actually thought that his part was kind of funny. It, but it, now he's that supposed you to be say, kind of funny, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, you know, it is. He's not like uh, like a dreamy, angelic looking guy. No. He's just a a man who's aged pretty well. You yeah, know? like I mean, I don't. He's think a famous that, man, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything you know, like like I wouldn't say Kenneth Branagh is certainly like unattractive or anything. It's just he's just not right for the role. Sure, you know, yeah, and and so sense. I remember watching that and being like, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have but, I have an issue. I um I'm not sure why a school full of wizards and witches wouldn't pick up on the fact that he's a fraud. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, he says that he was really good at doing memory charms. Oh, so see, I wish he would have said that about the teachers. Like I did that on Dumbledore, and oh, that's, you know, well, I, I wish he would have he, said that. I don't think he did that to any of the teachers there. He just did it to the people who, like, the books that he wrote about. It was actually someone else that did all the work, yeah. and then he stole the credit for it. I get what you're saying, but like, if I hire someone 
because I think like, oh, they have all these accolades. And then I work with them for two weeks and I find out that they can't do any of the things that they oh, did. Oh, yeah, that's kind of... That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, he, he, he like, eviscerated Harry's arm bones. Like, yeah. Harry, it's bizarre. I know. Well, and Harry's like, no, don't touch me. Don't do it. Not you. And yeah. <laughs> like, he is, like, very vocal. Like, do not go there, Lockhart, because... And I think Harry, from the beginning, didn't really trust him or was kind of like, what's up with this? And um, he's like, you, what's up with that? Yeah. What's up with that? I guess the only thing I can really think of is maybe it's the kind of thing where... Um, I don't know, like they accepted it at face value because he might have connections or like references or something that were good or I don't know. That but you know what I mean? That doesn't sit with me because none of that was discussed. Like it was just like these people are supposed to be like, I mean, they're like wizards. They do magic. Right. And they are being duped by this guy who, and there was never any secondary, like, secondhand storyline about how they're like, we need him at the school because he would bring us prestige or he's connected to these people. So we need him. And there's nothing at the end where he's like, I did memory charms on all the teachers. So they didn't see how inept I was. It was just, I was supposed to accept the fact that everyone at the school is stupid in that regard i mean i think it's like the same idea as like lying on your resume and getting a job and then like i mean if he's only well he was there for like the whole year though. that's, that's what a i mean thing. yeah like, he wasn't there for like a I'm, week or so i get it people get jobs because they lie and they can't actually do them but i'm not sure how it could like keep going like how he could keep going is what <sighs> oh there's a meow. Another country heard uh, from. A meow in our presence. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. He doesn't like him either. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so that's that's what bothers me, is I just don't know how, like, right. how he stayed on. Yeah. I, so I think you raise a really good question. But I also think that there's a possibility that there was just so much shit going on at the time around Hogwarts, like students g- being petrified and... And then there's, like, blood on the fucking walls, you know? And everyone's like, oh, the Chamber of Secrets is opening. And people are like, what even is that? First of all, by the, by the way, Hermione did not ask McGonagall about the Chamber of Secrets. She asked Professor Binns, who is not in the in the series. He's a history of magic professor. He's a ghost. <laughs> I'm glad to hear they have another <laughs> nonsense class. <laughs> yeah. Um, history of magic. And uh, he's supposed to be very boring. And he always reminded me, whenever I read the book, he always reminded me of, like, when I reread them, because this wasn't until later in my life. But um, I had a teacher for, uh, what was it? Um, it was, like, social studies or something. No. No, it wasn't. You're saying you didn't learn magic in your school. No, I did not learn magic in my school, but it was a civics teacher, and his name was Mr. Scott. And Mr. Scott, like, bless your heart. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's it's been long enough that he's probably (laughs) passed away by now, but um, he was the most boring teacher I have (laughs) ever had. Like, he was, like, he was probably in his 70s, and, like, and this is this is just we were kids so we were like in middle school so i'm not excusing this behavior but we like his dad passed away and we were all like how old is his dad because he's ancient <laughs> no 
I my kindergarten teacher. I thought she was like eighty five when she was my kindergarten teacher, and I just like within the last two years saw that she's still like alive and well, and she's on Facebook. So I don't know how old she was when she was my teacher, but she was. She is. She's probably in her eighties now, right. but she just looks super old <laughs> when she was my teacher. I just thought, yeah. So I, every time I, I I hear like the Professor Benz, I always think of Mr. <laughs> Scott from Civics because he was he was just so boring, you know. And like Mr. or Professor Benz is supposed to be really boring too, but yeah, no. So that didn't happen, and she did not ask McGonagall about that. And I'm and which is. It's fine because Professor Binz is never really like a big part of the story. So like him not being included in the movie makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's just again, it's like it's like the mudblood thing. Hermione has no idea what that word means. She would have no idea what that word means. So why is she explaining to everyone what it means? You know? Yeah. See, that part makes kind of makes sense to me because I assume like I, I can accept that she's probably heard it other places because her parents aren't magician like they're she's muggle born so like a derogatory term would just she would just know she'd have heard it in her life so that doesn't bother me as much but it since it's not accurate to the book i can see how it would bother you but i i accept the fact that like you know if people call me like because of my german descent if somebody calls me a derogatory name because of my german descent like it makes sense that i would just sort of know that you know right, because that's right. just sort of things that you hear if you're in a very like um prejudiced society like they are in harry potter <laughs> so yeah seriously yeah yeah like the house elves i mean that whole thing is so fucked up like, uh <laughs> yeah i the like the flagellation got pretty annoying like almost immediately i actually so we were watching was, the movie I was, yeah i want to ask you what you thought about dobby so i Do- i hate dobby yeah i hate everything about dobby and honestly <laughs> no i knew you were going to like to not like him i knew it i was like you were she's right i fucking hate dobby <laughs> so i have questions for you i have actually i have real questions for you okay. but let me uh i have to get this rant out at first okay. but so the movie started and mike and i were watching it together and Dobby's up in the bedroom and Harry's like why don't you just sit down and then Dobby just like flips his lid and starts flagellating himself and I actually like it it felt like I was watching nonsense and I said out loud what is going on because it just like I didn't understand what was happening I didn't care for the fact and you know something that I really don't like is like um really cheap oh there's something really important happening and something bad and messy is gonna happen and i I hate that so first of all the the boss uh, you know the people from uh what's the uncle's name again vernon vernon's workers there so they're like oh harry you have to be up in your bedroom they i i from (laughs) i just have to say the moment that they were introduced or you saw them like sitting there i was like this is the most boring couple in the entire world i could just i felt it in my bones like they just like their expressions barely changed and then when the cake fell on her head the husband was like oh dear that's unfortunate yeah yeah really unemotional (laughs) no i get it but he was just like he's just looking at her like okay and i was like all right i mean she didn't have much of a reaction (laughs) either she was like this is bad I have frosting in my underwear. <laughs> my uh, pants. Really? In my pants. <laughs> my pants. Sorry, I forgot yeah. it's British. Um, pants in in in, uh, in in the American slang is like trousers, but is it? 
in the English slang, it's underwear. Yes, and trousers are pants, so it's very confusing if you're American and you don't know British slang. So they tell Harry to stay up in his room. So he's got a room now, at least. Big oh, whoop. it was Dursley. It was uh, Dudley's second, second room. Bedroom. They're so generous and to give it to him. So you know something ridiculous <laughs> is going to happen from the get-go because, you know, Harry is perfectly capable of just being up there and being quiet, but right. of course something is going to happen. So Dobby is there, and Dobby, like, what... Why it did asking him to sit down? Like, this was never... I think it was sort of like Dobby said something, but I did not fully grasp his uh, description of why that was offensive. But what is the big deal about Harry asking him to sit down? It wasn't offensive. It was because it was kind. He was like, he had not experienced kindness from his his See, I don't, slave owner family. <laughs> and then you find out later it's the Malfoys. Yeah. And here's another thing. I've two other things to say like why did dobby go to harry potter and not to like the school because dobby has a lot of power like yeah, he, he's, he, he's very strong he yeah. made it so they couldn't get on like platform like like 19 and three quarters or whatever it was nine and three quarters. nine and three quarters he caused weird stuff to happen at the school right harry almost died falling off his quidditch broom yeah and the like the quidditch ball thing almost landed on his head and like yeah like bludgeoned him yeah and so dobby can do all this but he doesn't just go to dumbledore and say like uh dumbledore (laughs) and then flagellate himself for 15 minutes and like and then (laughs) so harry's trying to calm him down and this stupid elf is is just like banging his head on things and like hurting himself and i I, I, it's so it was so dumb because I didn't know what was going on and I couldn't get on board with any of it. Right, and it, maybe tiny bit of me would have been more on board if he would have been like, nobody's ever been so kind to me. But instead, he, he just does like say flipped, that. Oh, does he, he? He says, um, he says no one's ever asked Dobby to sit down before. Well, that he didn't say no one's ever been so kind. I thought it was so an you're insult. Right. No, um, and I was like, is he insulting this? Elf no, it's a, it's a he's like doing the opposite of that. So Dobby's like overwhelmed with Harry Potter being kind. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I I like I think it's really weird that you find out later that the family is the Malfoys, and I think like oh okay, so abusive pieces of shit. <laughs> I mean, like I mean in the Wizarding world, house elves. Because they're not elves, they're house elves, which is a difference. I'm not really sure what it is. I don't even know if elves are like a thing in Harry Potter. <laughs> anyway, whatever. They're uh, called house elves. Please explain the difference to me between elves <laughs> and house elves. Excuse me. Let me adjust my glasses. <laughs> my glasses. <laughs> There's a difference between <laughs> house elves and regular elves. Okay. I just need to understand house that. Elf, house elf can't stand it if you're nice to him, <laughs> so he'll bang his head on the side of a dresser. <laughs> I think that, I think the thing with Dobby is that he's just been so abused. And you see, like, I mean, I'm, Lucius Malfoy kicks him down the yeah. hall. Well, you know? he had it coming. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> did you see how he acted? He totally did. He did? He he needed some discipline. <laughs> he snuck out. He snuck out and yeah, warned Harry. And Harry is, is uh, Draco's enemy, yeah. too. They're so. best frenemies. 
Anyway, no, just no. Kidding, not that it is pretty. I mean, I, yeah, he is like. I can see now why he would act that way, but th- I feel like that wasn't really explained well in the movie. I think it's not explained well into the until the end of the book either. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I think it's kind of like you're kind of like what because you're essentially seeing it from Harry's perspective. Because you know, if you were Harry, then you'd be like, "Why are you doing this? Stop injuring yourself!" Like I don't understand. You oh know? my gosh, I would give. But, him, I would be like, "Go outside and finish whatever you're doing, and then come <laughs> back and tell me what's going on." Yeah, I and, know. And, and then, well, and he's like screeching, like, and just like, oh "Shut up, dude!" Like, yeah. And Vernon's like terrifying, you know. He's like lumbering up the stairs, like yeah. A, like I mean, and the door's like locked from the out. Or wait, that's later. They they put bars in the door in the window, and so also like Hedwig had to stay in that tiny cage. I know. Just let her go out. I don't like, understand why Harry couldn't just let her out the window. Like, what What was that? Because it wasn't caged right. until Dobby showed up. So all summer long, the bird, the owl has just been in that cage. And Harry's like, can I please let him out? And I'm like, Harry, it's a magic owl. Just let him out the window. He'll come back. Why is this a problem? Why am I the one telling this? You're the wizard. You're right. this chosen one. I don't understand why the the owl had to just stay in a cage and why it was like such an ordeal to let him out when Harry had a window that he could just let it I out. I know. I don't, you know, I, I think the fear of retaliation that the Dursleys would have was probably the thing that stopped him. Would they even know, though? That's actually a good question because, I mean... I don't think that they're the most observant family. I mean, yeah, unless they're, like, watching his window. I mean, if the owl goes and, like, flaunts it and, like, struts around right outside their downstairs windows, but just open the window and let the the owl out. It's a magic owl. I'm sure it can keep itself safe. But I thought that was weird. And and I question still the, like, the morality of sending him back to his home yeah uh i think that's weird especially when you find out that the weasleys could have fostered him because they kind of did a couple days before school started anyway right and so it seems like there would be like some sort of like government handout for like fostering a kid or you know what i mean yeah, like they have that like, in the united states well or just like this whole magical world seems to have a lot of money uh, and they seem to have a lot of power because they're, you know, they can do magic. And so they can't help him in any way. Well, and even Harry could give him like a small stipend every month or so. That's and, true. And be He's like, got all those coins. Yeah. Like, here's, you know, like, thank you for helping me. Here's my room and board, you know, or whatever, you know, like. It, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so <clears throat> bizarre. And and I would. And if I was Harry, I'd be like, please don't make me go back there. Like, I'm. I'm terrified. Like I, I, I can't sleep. I'm, I'm constantly on edge. Like I'd be like, I'm losing my hair. Like I'm losing weight. You know, I mean, I'd be like, I, I don't eat. They starve me. Practically, well, I don't know. I mean, they don't really starve him, but they obviously don't care about him. You know, I mean, they just upgraded him to a room. Well, like how, how fucking, you yeah. know, kind of them to do that. Like it's emotionally <laughs> abusive. And then when they find big out, time, and I don't know why, like. Why do they not want him to go to Hogwarts? I would assume that they like hog like the so school season would be their favorite time because they can get rid of this loathed person that's like. But they're like so against Hogwarts, and I have no idea why. It's never. I don't understand it. It's a it. control thing because like once he is of age, he can just be off on his own, and they never have to see yeah. him again. So I don't and know why. A, unless being they're of just age like, in the Wizarding World is seventeen. It's not eighteen. So yeah, it's. I just I, like none of it makes sense and I can't buy into this because 
there's no reason for him to be there right because he has a whole support system and there's no reason for them to not want him to go to hogwarts because it would seem like they would want to be rid of him as fast as possible i think the thing about that is that they don't want him to become more powerful and then they would be the ones that were weak that's what i think i think it is a control thing you know i mean I have a friend who had a really horrible, abusive um, husband, and she got divorced from him. And he still, and they have two kids together, and he still, like, even though she's not under his control, he still does things to make sure that she, um, you know, she is, is controlled by him. So I think that's kind of what it is, is that it's, it's, mm. it's not that, um, you know... So that, like that, it's a control thing. Raises another question of why Hogwarts would put him with a sadistic family like that, and it's just I know so weird because it'd be like, so easy. I have the same questions that you have uh, be, regarding that. Yeah, it would like, be so easy for him to just have a a nice household because yeah. the net effect is the same. Like the like you said earlier, like there's no discussion about trauma. He doesn't flagellate himself like Dobby. He doesn't think he doesn't. He's not worth anything, right? Like, there's no repercussion for how horrible the house is. Oh, yeah. Like, and he so, has almost no trauma. Yeah, like, he would so have what, PTSD or something. Right. Like, I or mean, he would sabotage every relationship. Or So, what? why make the family so terrible and make it so egregiously uh, odd that the Hogwarts would be so irresponsible? Like, just make the family boring. Or put him, like... Fo- put him with a foster family and there's no reason for it and and i and i it's just so stupid to me right no i i don't know because <laughs> i think i've asked the same question and i think that they answer it i don't think they really answer it very well though but i don't remember so. because oh so i was talking i have to say this because so i was talking to Lindsay and phil last night and because they they like harry potter and they were asking me what i didn't like about it and i told him you know like i think it's so stupid that hogwarts is supposed to be this like like paragon of you know like learning and and they're very you know they're they're wizards they know their stuff but they still put him with like this awful family and that doesn't make sense and phil said something like well maybe it's supposed to be like no matter how good things seem you know you should always like you always have your like your beginnings or something or you know and i was like no like like Wizard of Oz addresses that. It was like, no, there's no place like home. Sure. Like, Oz is amazing, but home, there's no place like home. Except, but that's not the case because his family is abusive. It's not like, it's not like he lives with a boring family or he lives in a crappy house. He lives with an abusive family, which is so different. Yeah, and the house they live in is nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not that he's not living in squalor, you know? So it's, it's it's not, it doesn't, it's just emotional squalor. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, I just can't get on board with it because I, I don't understand why that was even part of like why it's even part of the story you know i wish i could give you an answer but honestly i don't think they ever explain it i think it's like supposed to be like well um voldemort wouldn't find him and i'm like but (laughs) here's another thing (laughs) so here's something else here's something else that really bothered me is that there is a, a secret chamber uh within hogwarts that is will decimate students has already killed one student and they still are like we should just keep hogwarts in the same location and we should just keep doing everything we're doing because we're wizards we've looked everywhere and we just haven't found it but let's not change anything because one student dying 50 years ago because we have this like 
like genocide chamber is not <laughs> a big enough deal to a just genocide snake. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big enough deal to just change the location of Hogwarts. Like, okay, let's just let's just not talk about it anymore. And then, you know, and then they were but all it was like, a, it was a legend. They're not sure if it was real or not. How did they explain how that student died then? A moaning Martha uh, or moaning, moaning, moaning Myrtle? Myrtle. Moaning yeah. Myrtle. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I should have reread the books. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen. Then, though. It was but, so long. But this sh- that should not be the case that you have to know that stuff from the books like there should be a better right, explanation, no i totally i, I think. totally agree i i think that uh there's a a big issue with movies being made into books or no <laughs> yes <laughs> reverse that. i i read all those books <laughs> reverse that to mo- books being made into movies where there's distinct information that's important that is either just like just forgotten about or just not included and it's like this is something where having this explanation like finding out that Voldemort was a product of rape is a very vital piece of information to why he can be defeated by love but they don't include that in the books or in the movies yeah um and I think it's like a reliance on people who are fans of the books just knowing but that's bullshit that's because good. there are so many more people out there who are like, I'll just wait for the movie to come out. And it's like, I mean, I've 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 been there before. I'm not going to lie where I, I like to read the books. Um, but sometimes you just like, eh, you know, like I listen, I tried to weed, read Winter's Tale and it was worse than the movie. <laughs> it was <laughs> that's really so bad. Yeah. Well, there's like no plot to the book oh, okay the, like the book is just like nonsense it's i mean i think i read like 100 pages and i was like i hate this and i never want to read it again um i'm just gonna turn on the movie, <laughs> yeah. stupid movie. i just i, I think <laughs> i don't care if it's shitty or stupid i love it <laughs> yeah winter's tale is a treat yeah, yeah. she hated it and i walked I out and it. i was like starry eyed yeah like, starry starry night <laughs> it was pretty bad pretty bad she movie. was like that was terrible and i was like really i liked winter's it. <laughs> tale is actually it was our um our practice run for the podcast but we oh, watched yeah. the movie together and we talked about it while it was going that and was then the issue that's yeah. when we learned that we can't watch the movie together no, we cannot so we never released that episode because it was like it's gone it's gone forever it's yeah it, i think no. we deleted the recording but um, I think so too. I we like, were just yeah. like uh what else do we talk about that we haven't already just talked about <laughs> watching the movie together so yeah, yeah that was that yeah. was yeah that was hard it's but, uh, um it it's fun to watch movies together but only if you're not reviewing them because yeah then oh we, yeah for yeah, sure we, yeah like, like you can't can't do that no Mm-mm. um no so i yeah i have a i have issue with that um just because i i don't understand how there's so many wizards and witches at the school and they get duped so easily. And I don't understand how they're like, okay, so this evil guy created uh, Slytherin, okay? He's a bad guy. Well, Sal- Salazar Slytherin wasn't wasn't initially a bad guy. Okay, he got bad. He became bad. I think bad. he did become bad. Well, I, I would think I so if he more. wanted to kill all like non- Oh yeah, that, magic yeah, born people. Yeah, you make a good point there. He's got like he's, very Hitlerian. Yeah, so values. he's a bad. He's a bad guy. Hitlerian. He created this like that this team, this house. 
he created a chamber that would annihilate uh, not pure blood magic people. So that's suspicious. Um, look, we kicked him out. We're still going to keep his ideals, his teachings. We're still going to raise up people that, you know, uh, their character reflects his ideals. But, you know, it's no big deal. It's no big deal that everyone in Slytherin is, a- is an asshole. Um, it's that's not we let's not focus on this. Right. It's no big deal that there's a chamber. Somebody died potentially when the chamber was open fifty years ago. Don't worry about it. We don't like Moaning Myrtle anyway. The, you Look, know that we actress, don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Just for fun. Um she's like she was like in her forties when she yeah, played that role. I think role. she's in Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. I, she's in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a British act well, I yeah. mean they're they're all British, but um she has a very unique UK-ish. very unique voice. Yeah, yeah. But and she uh I think yeah, I think you're right, she's in Miss Pettigrew lives for a day, and then I was watching something else that she was in and I was like, Is that Moaning Myrtle? And I was like Wow, she plays like a fifteen-year-old, but she's not. No, like, she's, she's middle-aged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. I thought that was kind of fun. I thought it was f- <clears throat> fun too because I recognized her. But I also like, you know, she's like an apparition, so they can get away with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. so I just don't. I don't. I don't know. Like the logic of that whole thing is like, yeah, there's an annihilation chamber somewhere. We know it's opened before, so I know That's you what they told call me it the annihilation chamber. <laughs> you told me that it was a legend, but it was it was proven in the 1950s or whatever that it opened or they assumed it opened i don't know and and so i kind of like can't get on board with the fact that they're like no we got to keep hogwarts here look it's no big deal just as long as we keep training people i mean i don't think that they're gonna move an entire they're not gonna move an entire you know school though why i I don't know people move schools (laughs) there's it's a beautiful old building but they and can build other or find other old buildings they should just demolish the annihilation chamber is what they should do well i do i do th- i just think it's weird that like, like dumbledore and mcgonagall and snape can't put their heads together and find this chamber since it was very large and yeah it was harry huge. found it like harry found it through the pipes right but well he found it because he could speak parcel tongue no he found it because hermione oh that's right that's right yeah see hermione is like honestly the backbone of the three they there's a lot more coming up where you're like damn if hermione hadn't been there they would have (laughs) died and that's mike actually said hermione seems more like ravenclaw based on the like the like ravenclaw attributes so i've thought that too but she's very brave okay that's why she's a very brave kid so i had another question for you and uh this goes it's in a different direction but the the weasleys like congratulated jenny on getting uh gryffindor so is is there like a there's like a definite class system within the schools like within the houses like gryffindor is top so like well, if you get Gryffindor you're better than everybody or why did the, why would they congratulate her because wouldn't wouldn't it just I be like 25% like they each have a weighting of 25% and you get in one and that's the one you get in why is it like a, congratulations you're gonna get in one like they're not gonna kick her out right right, right. she's no, gonna get into I think a house the reason that they congratulated her is because they're all in Gryffindor oh all the Weasleys all, all the Weasleys sorry oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. so it's like for them it's like a family uh, tradition type thing yeah, I see yeah. okay yeah. that answers my question yeah yeah um, I mean Percy's a little shit but whatever <laughs> he's the annoying older one he's like I'm a prefect oh yeah yeah that's Percy yeah 
We don't like Percy. No, oh. Percy's fine. He's just he's just uptight. He's got to stick up his bum. <laughs> his bum bum. I like Ronan Riddle. I love how she's like, Harry, if something <laughs> happens to you, you can always shut my toilet. <laughs> she she does have a little crush on Harry. Yeah, that's cute. And she's, oh, in, she's in the series later, Mike too. wanted me to ask you this question, <laughs> and it's something I did not think of, but I think it's it's valid. So okay. last week you said that boys can't go to the girls' dormitory because it, the stairs would turn into a slide, but why can boys go to the girls' bathroom with no problem? Huh. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think I have the answer for that. I didn't even think of it. He brought it up and I said, Whoa. Oh, yeah, it's vice versa. Girls can't go in the boys' dormitory. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I mean, maybe because it's abandoned and like it's not one of those things. Listen, abandoned bathrooms. If I was living in a boarding school, an abandoned bathroom would be my bread and butter. Like when I was working in the office, when I had to work in the office, like I would find the most abandoned bathroom and that was like the bathroom that I would go to every time because a you get a nice walk-in and b you get the privacy so I don't believe for a second that there's such thing as an abandoned bathroom like well they no the girls don't want to go in there though because moaning myrtle's in there I would do it I wouldn't I would do it in a heartbeat. Like, I'm not afraid of no ghosts. What's she going to do to me? <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. It would be worse going to the bathroom with like the girl in the stall next to me who's going to tell everyone that I'm going to the bathroom <laughs> as opposed to Moaning Myrtle. You know? Yeah. I would put up with Moaning Myrtle if it <clears throat> meant I could have... And that was a pretty nice bathroom as it well. It was a nice bathroom, yeah. It was very like marble and like mm-hmm. all this stone. Like it was pretty gorgeous actually as far as bathrooms go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, uh, what else do I want to ask? <laughs> oh, I have some notes. Oh, I did have a question while you look for your notes. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, so, the the family, like, they are... Uh, <laughs> so, Ron and Harry couldn't get to the train, so they had to take the floating car. Okay. <laughs> yes. And Snape was like do you know how many people saw you? And I was like, but the whole family took the floating car to London. Did it just drive? Does it just drive normally? No. When they took it to London, it was probably invisible. But also, oh, okay. And it has like an invisible like thing that they can do. They use it like mirrors. And then Snape had the audacity to say, (laughs) he said, and you just, you you destroyed a tree that's been here since before you were born. And I said, oh, so it's like, like 11 years? Like, (laughs) okay first of all the whomping willow has to be way older than 11 years old because that's a big ass tree like more like 100 years old but he said since before you were born i was like well that's not but i mean like i've been here since before they were born (laughs) so uh, you know like you're like oh before they were born snake what a threat 1986 i don't (laughs) know uh i think actually they were born in the 80s i think the kids are born in the 80s uh, I can't. <laughs> I ruined your joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if I don't ruin at least one joke, you know, one of Sam's jokes, she's like, is it even a podcast? Really? Yeah, that's right. Um, I did actually have a um, kind of, it's a scene that is was a deleted scene because I actually found it on YouTube. Um, but in the part where... They go, they're using flu powder, which is a powder that, you know, makes them. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm pretty sure that there's like, 
they're like is actually like a fire going on when they do it and they like throw it in and then walk in there oh wow yeah but i can't quite remember but um (laughs) they but so harry he says diagonally (laughs) that really bothered me because i'm like carrie she told you to enunciate and multiple times why say clearly where you're going harry why wouldn't he just mimic exactly what ron said diagonally (laughs) Uh, but i did like how the dad was like he said diagonally (laughs) i love arthur he's the best molly and arthur he was the stutterer in shakespeare in love Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone. I mean, kind of. You can kind of recognize anyone from these movies. Mm-hmm. They're just they're all British actors. So, um, so anyway, he is in the. It's called Borgen and Burks, and in the book, and this is a deleted scene in the movie too. And I didn't actually watch the scene because I don't know. I just didn't feel like it. Anyway, <laughs> so far so good. I know. Um, and he is he witnesses lucius malfoy and draco malfoy coming in and like selling some stuff oh cocaine <laughs> just hit my chin on the back um no oh, okay. <laughs> it's like methamphetamines right yeah that's yeah no it's like it's like items from his house in case his house um is searched by lucius's house mm-hmm, okay by like I don't know the version, the like m- which version of police, which are ors, I think. Or um, ors, or yeah, a u r o r ors. Or that's yeah. a word that I would read and not know how it's pronounced until I <laughs> hear it spoken. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I thought that that was interesting that they didn't include that yeah. because that's when he like gets out of there and he gets found by Hagrid, you know, so that all happens. Yeah, he was in, like, Jack the Ripper zone for wizards. <laughs> like, I think it's funny that they have, like, a prostitute alley with, like, like just unsavory. <laughs> like so shady. It is called something, and I can't remember what the, the, uh, the alley's called. Yeah, Hagrid says, like, what were you doing down in... Oh, Nocturne Alley, that's okay. it. Nocturne, Nocturne Alley. Yeah, Nocturne Alley is, like, the shadiest part of, like the like Diagon Alley like area like you don't go knock down Nocturne Alley unless you want to get like murdered or buy drugs or something or you know cursed items which is what Borgen and Burks has a lot of cursed items oh. yeah so <clears throat> so then that leads him to seeing Lucius and Draco at the bookstore where Lori Lockhart is and Lucius puts um the book into I, uh, into Jenny's thing when into, it happened I was like I don't think that there was another book there, but I couldn't be sure. And then I kind of forgot about it. And at the end of the movie, when Harry's like, I saw you put it. I was like, I saw that, but I didn't. <laughs> yes. I wasn't totally sure that I saw what I saw. So right. Yeah. You did that was see. A, kind of a, a clever <clears throat> touch. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, so like, if you can't tell, he's obviously kind of working for the dark side. I wondered. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't wonder. I could tell. Yeah. 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 So. Like, a pity, um, a pity they don't pay Minister of Magic more. Like, uh, shab- shabby kids and poor people. Uh. I know. He's like, oh, disgusting. Um, he's like, oh, you're wearing secondhand clothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even look Jason at Jason Isaacs. Right um, like, I don't know the character because I didn't read the books, obviously, but I, I, I thought he seemed like a really good fit for that character. Yeah. Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. Um. It's funny because as a kid, well, like I thought like Oliver Wood was really cute, you know, <laughs> as an adult, I'm watching I'm watching Chamber of Secrets and I'm like, 
man, Jason Isaacs is so handsome. <laughs> is it that blonde witcher wig? That, that- blonde witcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, I mean, I've, I've thought he was handsome for a while, but he's, then he is handsome. He has yeah. like a British handsomeness. Yeah, he's very like yeah, but he's he's uh, Lucius is a huge asshole. If you couldn't tell, what I know, Lauren, you're shocking. Blow- blowing my mind here. <laughs> you're blowing my mind, man. Um, <laughs> I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Whoa, psychonaut. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Another before and after Hufflepuff puff pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they take all the easy classes so they can pass them while they're stoned. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just being a brat. No, Hufflepuff hey, get is into great. my enchanted VW van. <laughs> We're gonna go follow fish around, man. <laughs> We're going surfing, but on the clouds. But we're going to go to the White Cliffs of Dover. (laughs) Righteous! Righteous! (laughs) Ride that wave, man. They turn California. We're like, yeah, I mean, the second you get a VW van... You you can yeah. become Californian even Look, if you're we'll British. Just take the Pacific Coast Highway <laughs> down to Hogwarts. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. Turn, turn left on Ventura and then find Olympic, and that's where Hogwarts is. <laughs> is that from Clueless? Yeah. <laughs> I live I've below Olympic. <laughs> Not Hogwarts, but obviously. Yeah. I remember there was that line in Clueless where he's like, You get mad if people think you live below sunset. And I always thought that meant like something about like you had a like you were lame at night or something <laughs> when i was a kid because i didn't That's know so like funny. the infatuation that californians have with like street right so now i think that line is really funny how like right. below sunset means like what like you're not wealthy or something <laughs> i don't know but anyway um i can't lay down on the sidewalk this is an aliyah <laughs> i like that it's like aliyah i will totally shoot you in the head <laughs> oh, and she's so whiny i love her he forced me to ruin my dress <laughs> She's like not even upset that she got a gun held around. She's just like, my dress is ruined, Daddy. This is the worst thing ever. I like when her dad calls. He's like, where are you? And she's like, no, he goes, where are you, Kuwait? And she's like, is that in the valley? (laughs) Fucking love share. Okay. Anyway, so. We, you know what? You should watch Clueless. Yeah. I think we did an episode about it, right? Didn't we? No. Oh, maybe we didn't. (laughs) No, we didn't. I'm sure of it. I'm looking at you like no. Okay, we didn't. We didn't do one. We just talk about it a lot, I guess. It's you know, it's like Mean Girls. You can't. It's just quotable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Lucius Malfoy is obviously an abusive piece of shit to his son and and, and his house elf. Yeah, and it's really his house elf, and uh, and so you can kind of see why you know Draco is the way he is. He's he's a piece of shit because his dad's a piece of shit and yeah that's it's hard especially when you're a kid that's hard behavior to unlearn because you just don't really know any better well yeah i mean you've got to like you have to want to change as well you have to have an awakening and sort of want to change when you're older and then maybe you become more of a kinder person but you also have to like almost like forgive and get over the bad things that have happened to you which i think is not easy it's definitely not no. easy. so and i and i'm just gonna say this but i personally think that draco has a great character arc so as time goes on i think it's maybe not the best but i think it's good for him 
you know and yeah. i'm not gonna say anymore but, sure don't but I, I am yeah we're only two movies into this journey so and we are not we are all doing them consecutively now which I'm oh so, yeah so she called yeah. she gives me a call and she's like hey i have a question for you and i was like okay and she's like what if we do all the movies consecutively and i was like yeah let's do that she, she didn't goes, even let me finish almost <laughs> she was like oh oh you answered that right away and i was like i've been wanting to do this since day one <laughs> so last week we lied we're not having buffer movies we're, we're not just riding this we're riding this wave we are and to it's the gonna top. be really exciting and fun but um i mean <laughs> you know we're only two movies in you have to remember they're done by chris columbus so they both suck um <laughs> i'm not bitter over that or anything <laughs> just a little bit um michael gambin i think is in the next one yes i know yeah. that the guy who plays uh Richard Harris. Uh, Richard Harris died after this movie. Yeah, yeah. So we get to see Michael Gambon, and I like him a lot as Dumbledore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can I can see why you think that this isn't that great a movie because even I was like, Ugh. there's things like I I think it's weird how like Hermione's parents were just like hanging out in Diagon Alley and they're just like normal people. Wait, um, they were there? Yeah, he's like, friends of non-wizards. Oh, and he yeah, shows that's right. And that's like, right. I would be, like, scared. I'd be like, where <laughs> am I? I'd like, be, like, why nervous. Why are all you I'd be people like... dressed like Victorian people? <laughs> I know, I don't... I, you know, they... Uh, it's in their minds, Queen Victoria still reigns. <laughs> so, um, listen, I am obsessed with the Victorian age. I know some stuff about it. And all the stuff I know is pretty dark. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also like there are things about this movie. And I think one of the reasons that it, it started that I didn't like it as much as the first one is the first one had the innocence of introducing everything. Mm -hmm. And I start to get really annoyed at like tropey gimmicks to like carry over. And I'll give an example that's not Harry Potter related that really bothers me. And that this is sort of what I equate it to. So did you ever see The Hangover? Mm hmm. So the first hangover, Zach Galifianakis' character is, is like quirky and weird and he like still carries a pager and they kind of make fun of him like, you still have a pager, you know, like, and it's it's just like a, a character quirk that is kind of funny for the throwaway gag that it that happens in the movie in the hangover. And and then they have the audacity to like make a second hangover and in the second and the hangover, third one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never saw the third one. But, I, don't, um, I never saw that either. In the second hangover uh at the beginning when they have to like reintroduce the characters tropes for like fan service and for like weird crowd pops there's a scene where zach galifianakis is like how come no one told me we were doing this and they were like well we couldn't get a hold of you or something he's like you could have paged me and i was like see that's not a funny joke anymore because it's not yeah like it's just a trope it's a gimmicky trope that they use to like bridge like the two movies together but then it just becomes like this this thing is defined by this other thing and so i i can't fully put it into words but that's it it bothers me because it's so cheap and then i think one of the reasons that this movie bothered me is because so at at the weasley's house when they so like they get their hogwarts letters and uh, hogwarts sent harry's letter to the weasley's house so hogwarts is fully aware that harry could just be there right but still, they sent oh, him sorry. to his awful house. But uh, so anyway, they get their Hogwarts letter and Ron's like, oh, it's going to be a lot, mom. And the mom goes, 
there's only one place that has all this Diagon Alley and I was Diagon like Alley. that's not how you would do it you would say alright guys let's all get lined up by the hearth and go to Diagon Alley and buy your school supplies like we all know that Diagon Alley so stuff like that just kind of irks me because I think it's like cheap fan service that yeah, is not well that. written right i could totally see that and it's supposed to be like oh i'm supposed to get excited like oh we're going back to diagon alley my favorite place in harry potter you know i just it's right, not right. i don't care about it I, I wish that they would have just done it like real people would do it like because my mom like when we were buying school supplies my mom's like, like there's only one place that has all these woodland target. mall yeah like <laughs> yeah. she's like all right well let's go to the mall you know what i mean like loved going to target for school supplies that was so much fun i loved buying school supplies school supplies like, is fun i i feel like there's like an inherent sadness to school supplies though it is it means yeah. summer is you're done. like oh summer's over and then you have to go to school like i want the school supplies i just don't want to go to school right yeah <laughs> Give me the new pencils. Can I have some colored pencils and markers, please? Oh, yes. I have actually a ton of those in my closet right now. Yes. And coloring books, too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I like to color sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) I actually even have a Harry Potter coloring book. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, wow. (laughs) I've not colored a single page. Oh, you're trying. You're doing what I did. Like, I had... I've found over the years, like, pages and pages of stickers that I, like, was saving when I was a kid. And I'm like, what was I saving these for? I was saving them because I didn't want to, like, I don't want to use all these stickers up. And now I just have so many stickers that I, you know. (laughs) I love stickers. Stickers are so much fun. They are That's, like, the one thing that I didn't think would follow me into adulthood, but, like, totally has, you know? I think every adult, (laughs) like, every kid stickers follows everyone into yeah. adulthood is, is is what i was trying to say so yeah yeah um so i wanted to say something as i was watching the movie um so the part where the basket the basilisk is first introduced and fox goes down and blinds the basilisk you know because if you look at his eyes you'll turn like you'll die yeah so um there's something that Tom Riddle says where he says, um, so he can't hear you or he can't see you, but he can hear you. And so, and I like kind of started laughing because I was like, so he just, so Harry just heard Voldemort say this. And then the first thing he does is goes the loudest possible way that he can. <laughs> I was He's like, like, let me put on these stiletto heels and walk down like, these cobblestones. Like, what he was like it going through water. Like I was like, yeah. like that's not the loudest, like sloshiest sound in the, in the basilisk is like, I know where he is. Yeah. And I'm like, of course you do. He's so loud. But I was just like, Harry if you get eaten by this basilisk, you're the dumbass here. Like, yeah, that's that's true. That's a good point. He's like, let me just splash around a little bit. I know. And Cannonball. Like, and watching him try and fight that thing was kind of cringy a little bit. Like it was like, I mean, he's, he's a not kid. a good swordsman. Like <laughs> no, I don't know why they chose to give true. him the sword. They they should have given him like a I don't know a blunderbuster or something. I don't know. A blood a bludger a bludger isn't that that bludger? like no that like. Uh, that pilgrim gun. Oh, oh yeah, like the big blunderbuss, right? Uh, yeah, they have like a big, um, like bullet or ball that they put in there, right? Yeah, I don't know, maybe blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, Let me see. It's got like a big like opening. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know. Like, give, uh, I mean, I or a understand. Or something. The thing is, like, I think that, like, and this 
they did this differently in the in the movie because in the book what happens is fuck this is like he doesn't receive the item like the 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 sorting hat before he meets the basilisk it's after and then fox you know uh, flies towards him and he like drops the hat on i think it's like his shoulder or his head or something and and harry's like okay that was hard why did that hurt you know and he goes into the and he finds the sword it doesn't materialize yeah like it's it's like in the hat so the fact that they did it that way and i was like i I was like also he's like oh okay so i have the sorting hat cool you know like it it was you know what i mean like i thought that as well like what and then when i saw the the sword appear i was like oh okay is it called the sorting or the sorting sorting that's what i thought but it just gives like oh like gifts? Sw- like sword like swording <laughs> swording like, does it always give swords swords i was listening Saba. to an episode of i was i was listening to an episode of the dollop and uh dave had been like he was an excellent swordsman and I was like, <laughs> swords. he really pronounced that w anyway um yeah so i thought that that was strange that like fox immediately like handed him the thing without like there was no like consequences or anything that were leading up to the moment where he was gonna you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. he has no idea what's gonna happen until this basilisk shows up so why would he give him the hat then and harry's he just discards it because what like he's you know what i mean like i would be like it's a fucking sword again who cares we'll get another one you know whatever it's magic it's not a big deal it's magic like this is my life you know like come on like this is a hat versus my life we're gonna save my life and um and the fact that they did it that way like i was like that's not that's not how that happens and it could have just been so easy to make it happen the way it happened in the book but why can't you do that chris columbus so Tom Riddle was is is Tom Riddle Voldemort? Mm-hmm. So Voldemort was originally that kid, yes, and then he turned evil. Yes, I mean I think he was probably always evil. Sure, okay, but I yeah. think that he did uh, frame Hagrid. Well, and he grew up in a very very abusive household, so mm-hmm. he was like seems to be a trend. Which they don't mention in the movies. It's never mentioned. Oh. Um, and i mean his mom was i think his family was not very intelligent they had like pretty low intelligence um and it was just a terrible situation so he hmm. he might have actually been put into a foster home so i see i'm no i think he was i think not a foster home but i think he was put up for adoption so either way I don't know what well, the British foster system's like. I'm that would assuming explain it's like, why Hogwarts is so against uh, foster <laughs> homes and adoption. <laughs> I, I I would assume that the British system is a lot like the um, the system in the states, where it's just brutal and awful, and it's not like a good experience for a child. You know, going from foster home to foster home mm-hmm. is I can't imagine it's easy. But um, there is a scene like in the series later on where and i'm just this isn't really like i can't even really remember what happens but um ray fiend's uh nephew plays voldemort and he does such a great job and he's like maybe like 10 or something oh, in the scene. Wow, interesting. and he's so creepy like Ooh. yeah like i was like i was like they chose well because i don't does he only have one brother he only has or he only has one sibling he only i only Joseph. know about one i don't know okay. though i don't know if he has any others yeah. but I they don't never, know if it's they never answered my letters to go to their family Thanksgiving. Oh, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, so unfortunate. You know, I, I really heard that Joe was a nice guy, but maybe he's not. I don't think he is. No, he's a dick. 
Um, so no, I'm sure that they're. I mean, I like Ray Fiends a lot. I'm a fan of his. So it's you know before Voldemort, after Voldemort, whatever. Pre Voldy, post Voldy, PV and PV. Oh, it's hard to tell them apart when you say it it like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like PM and M. You know, PM and AM. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's not like that at all. Um, so (sighs) I do. There's a couple things that I still want to talk about. So, uh. I think it's kind of cool that Harry can speak to snakes and that's like a very rare trait and he Mm -hmm. doesn't think anything of it and he doesn't know that he's speaking a different language. So I like that we get to hear what they heard because in the first movie he talks to the snake and it's like a Dr. Doolittle situation. You think it's just like, but then you learn that he's actually like if somebody overhears him, he's speaking a different language. And I thought that that was really cool and very creative. And I like that they like the students are like, they think he's up to no good, but he's really telling him not. But we don't know what he's saying. Right, so I thought right. that was clever. Well, and even Hermione and Ron are like, you were goading the snake on. And he's like, uh, yeah. no, I wasn't yeah. doing that. I wanted him to not bite Malfoy. Yeah. And like and they almost didn't believe him, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, you speak parcel tongue. Is it parcel tongue? Parcel tongue. Parcel tongue. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it's that like was interesting. Parsley, but without the Y. Oh, Okay. <laughs> parcel tongue and so i thought that that was interesting and and then um i would have i think maybe just been okay with the fact that because he's like going to be a powerful wizard he just has that trait but i did kind of like the fact that like some of voldemort's power like got leached onto him when voldemort tried to attack him so i thought that that was interesting and an interesting explanation and also like there's like an identity struggle for harry in this movie where he is wondering if he should have been Slytherin and if he's evil and he's like the the cursed like heir of Slytherin. Right. And and so he's like constantly battling like that within himself and and then Dumbledore says, you know, like, no, you know, like Sorting Hat made a good decision and you wouldn't have gotten the Gryffindor sword if you hadn't truly been meant right. to be Gryffindor. And the reason you have Parcel Tongue is because of Voldemort tried to kill you and and so I, I I accept that as an explanation for that tiny thing and I think that that's interesting um but I do have a, a leading into that okay. so there's a moment early in the moment early in the movie when they're wa- him and Hermione and Ron are walking down the hallway oh this is what led me to that because I liked that he could hear the snake but nobody else could hear the voice right right um so there but I don't understand why he never told Dumbledore. Like, what was his motivation for not telling Dumbledore that he heard the voice? Well, remember there's that line where they say, even in the wizarding world, hearing voices is not a good thing. So there's a possibility that he maybe thought he was just going nuts and Hmm. he didn't want to tell anyone about it, which I understand because I think if you're dealing with mental health issues, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that they probably don't have a lot of mental health uh, help in the wizarding world. It doesn't really strike me as that kind of place. Um, he might just be afraid that they're going to send him back home or something. Or I wish they would have addressed that then because I feel like that's just like assumption, like conjecture about why he might not have said anything. But I wish that they would have had a situation where he would have said to them, like, I keep hearing the voice, but I don't want them to send me home. Because right. otherwise it just looked like he had plenty of opportunities to say, I hear a weird voice and just never said anything. Yeah, I don't. 
I mean, I don't, I don't remember if it's in the in the books or not or anything, but um, that is my that's yeah. my theory. So they're walking down the hallway mm-hmm. and they see. Uh, they see that Mrs. Norris mm-hmm. is it Mrs. Is she a married cat? Okay, she, it's Mrs. Yeah. So Mrs. Norris is hanging. She's a married cat. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mrs. Norris. Though. <laughs> so uh, she's hanging very gruesomely. Yeah, uh, and I thought like, this is a kids movie, but then you find out she's not dead. She just apparently, well, she was. Oh, uh, what's the word? Uh, petrified petrified but also cut open somehow for her blood to be so that's really violent um yeah so i don't i like i don't really get where jenny got the blood from like i was <laughs> as i was watching the movie i was like i don't remember them explaining where she got the blood from it's just hogwarts blood bank you know <laughs> um so anyway I mean, vampires i think do exist in that world oh really i think so oh. maybe i know werewolves do oh well so they come upon mrs norris and the writing on the wall and mere seconds before Filch is like, you killed her, I know you did. And then all of the students are going down those hallways, but it coming from two different directions. Why? What brought the students there? What? Why were I they there? I think it was probably like, it's like a train wreck. You know, like, no, it, it's like when you're know? driving. Uh, I mean, I would a, guess It's that like a hallway off off of something. It's not like there were kids walking down it. There was li- It was literally empty. The three kids were walking down it. Filch came and yelled, how did every student in the school know to come from two? Di- it's not like I mean, it was maybe like dinner time and they yelling or something. I don't. <laughs> it seemed to me like they were like, "We want this shot to include every student, and we want to make sure all the students know he did it." So let's just have them come in from two different directions. It's not like it's meal time and they're all coming right. going one direction. Let's just have them all congregate. Nobody needs to know why. And it's a like a hallway that was totally empty it's not like people are like oh now what do i hear you know (laughs) yeah i also why did he think that harry did it like what would possess him to think harry did it like they still couldn't ron and hermione just say we were just walking like yeah i don't nobody i don't know for harry and says i don't even i know i don't well hagrid does later oh yeah hagrid's the best i love hagrid he's hagrid makes a lot of dumb decisions but he's he's a good person you know, he's good people. Um, did I tell you that that uh, Robin Williams wanted to play the part of Hagrid? No. But they, they were like, no, we have to have a British actor. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Also, I think he's too, almost like too famous. I agree. I, I mean, I've seen Robbie Coltrane in one other movie. Okay. And it was called Alex Ryder Stormbreaker. And Alex Ryder Stormbreaker and the Kingsmen are the exact same plot. Really? I'm not kidding. I'm going to explain. I'm going to describe both of them. Well, I've seen Kingsmen. <laughs> right. But I'm going to. Ex- okay. Well, I'll just tell you what's happened in Stormbreaker. So Stormbreaker is about a guy. It's actually you and McGregor's in it for like five minutes. Um, it's I'm about- listening. Because <laughs> you love him. Um, so it's about a kid and his uncle is like a, a secret agent and he doesn't know. And his uncle passes away and this kid gets roped in into this like secret secret agency where there is someone a guy who's played by robbie coltrane who's trying to take over the world using technology oh wow and he defeats the guy and everything's fine there's no weird anal sex scene um but it's with alex pettyfair he was like really young when he did it yeah Yeah. and it's like the exact same plot as kingsman oh my gosh (laughs) i think stormbreaker is it's I have it. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's not anything special, but it's, you know, I mean, at least there's no, like, you know, awkward anal sex scene at the end. <laughs> I feel like there was another movie with him where he played, like, a 
a kid with special talents. Like, um, I am number, I am number four. four. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was an alien. And he was in Beastly, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. now he's... he's kind of, I think he's in things every now and then, but I, I don't know. I don't, like... To me, he's not, like, anything extraordinary, so I don't really care if I don't see him and stuff. You well, know what I mean? His mom thinks he's something <laughs> extraordinary. So. He, actually, he actually reminds me a lot of, like... He's kind of like the poor man's Alexander Ludwig. You can kind of see that. Yeah, he kind yeah. of has that like uh, sort of look-alike look. Yeah, like many, they both like, have like very like Scandinavian Abercrombie models who are blonde <laughs> yeah. teenage boys. Yeah, but Ale- I mean, I've seen. I, I mean, um, Alexander Ludwig is in is in Vikings, and he's great in that. So, um, and I've seen him, you know, and he was in the Hunger Games, and he was also great in that. So, I think he's just a more talented actor, is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they knew to just come down that hallway, and I'm not entirely sure why he thought Harry did it. Did it? Like there was. I mean, maybe it's just shock or something, and he sees him there, and he's <laughs> like. And then, so, and then later, a couple of scenes later, he's walking with his Quidditch team, and uh, they meet the Slytherin Quidditch team in the courtyard, and Ron and Hermione were like, "I sense trouble," and then they just walked up, and I was like are they just there because they're the other main characters and they wanted to have them all in the shot because there was literally no reason to have them I in the shot so. So. so there's stuff like that that's pretty ridiculous i think like just and wait then, wait there might be i'm trying to think if there's something that might be when he calls her a mudblood yeah that is that is part of but i'm thinking if there's like a bigger reason and i think maybe i don't know i'm, I'm like totally drawing a blank here is that when they find out that Hagrid is going to Azkaban? Yeah, because then they they go to his because um oh this part yeah so so na- yeah so there's it's a reason so disgusting the slug like, oh my god I know that was Ooh. so gross I actually had to look away it was they not they made him like look pale and then they made him like graphically vomit up these slugs multiple times it was and they awful. weren't like these little slugs they were like no. these massive like <laughs> and the sound effect was so bad and I was thinking. Like, it's so weird that Hogwarts is a magic school, but they don't have, like, a little magic canteen where you can buy a new wand. So Ron just has to deal with a broken wand. Like, this is the, this is, the school doesn't have any real classes. They only teach magic and they can't get him a new wand. I mean, the, the wand has a big reason to be there, but you are, you're right. I mean. Yeah, I know it because it messes things up. With Lockhart and everything. It's stupid because they could have done the same thing with like him needing to recalibrate a new wand. Right, right. There's no reason. Right. there is a reason, but it's a stupid reason because well, it, and you it can also, get like, around it. Well, it affects all his schoolwork, yeah. too. Like, yeah. it uh, negatively affects it and him. I and mean, the school's just like, you need to get that fixed, but nobody makes any effort to help him, even though McGonagall bought Harry a Nimbus 2000. I don't... <laughs> I know. I and then like, I don't oh, think Hogwarts is a great school. The Slytherin <laughs> kids have the Nimbus two thousand and one. I mean, it was this like Windows ten, Windows eleven, like an an iPhone ten and an iPhone eleven. Like it's so ridiculous. Uh, uh, and I like how there's like that much of a vast difference where it's like, oh, they got to Nimbus two thousand one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like he shot Robin's arrow and twin. <laughs> And then so, oh yes, as is another. Play, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
fucking love that movie. So we just make random references to movies all the time that we totally get, and we're just I and I always wonder, like, I'm like, does anyone else understand? Like, because we referencing yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights, <laughs> but. Is anyone even going to get that reference? Now they will. Well, now they will. <laughs> so so there's stuff like that that I think is stupid. And then I also think there's this part in McGonagall's class where she's like, today we're going to practice animal cruelty because they turn their <laughs> oh, animals into a mug. Yeah, and like that can't be pleasant for the animal. Oh, I'm sure it's not. And but... I'm not entirely sure what the point of that magic trick is. Listen, the there's a lot of... Um, ambiguous ethical things that happen at Hogwarts. As I said, I would never choose to go there <laughs> if I had to show like I like and I felt like that as a kid too. I was like, you know, Hogwarts is kind of dangerous. I don't think I'd really want it. Like I I feel like I'd be in fear for my life like half the time. And then it like and that's the thing, like it gets way worse. <laughs> like way worse. Well, at the end of the movie, <laughs> Lucius says to Dumbledore, he's like who was it? And Dumbledore's like, Voldemort. And I was like, why does anyone ask that question? At this point, why are they all like, still well, shocked? people don't believe that he's back. That Voldemort is back? Yeah. Then they, and they, it continues on for a couple. But I mean, it's like this whole thing that Voldemort killed Harry's parents. And that was only what, like 11 years before that? Yeah. 12 now. And now everyone's like really obsessed with Harry. Like nobody can just let it be. I know. So they all seem to believe in Harry Potter, but they don't believe in Voldemort. I mean, I think Harry Potter is because he's flesh and blood, but Voldemort is still like, I mean, he's still not like even really corporeal. But they believe that Voldemort, like that Harry defeated Voldemort when he was a baby. Right. But they don't believe in Voldemort. No, they believe that he exists. Like they're just not sure if they hear that he's like physically back. So back from when Harry defeated him? Yes. Ah, okay, so that makes like, sense. I understand what you mean now. Yeah, because he doesn't, like, have his own corporeal body, basically. Sure, yeah, we with, all saw what happened. Right, with Quirrell. Yeah. I almost squirrel. called him Squirrel, because that's squirrel. how you taught me to pronounce it. Quirrell. Quirrell, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's he's kind of just like, you know, and then the whole thing with the diary, um, he's... Try, he, he's taking the life force of Ginny in order to become corporeal. So he's kind of just like, he's literally just like in the wind, you know? Okay. Yeah. Sure. And that's why people are like, oh, okay. So you had like a fucking diary and like yeah. Voldemort came back <laughs> to the diary. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they're like, mm, I'm going to turn on Ham and Harry. Voldemort, my friend. I also heard that he speaks to himself. In the, wind. <laughs> the Voldemorts are blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that makes sense i understand that now but we should start a band <laughs> let's start a band let's do it <laughs> <laughs> we could just do harry potter related popular songs made harry potter yes. but not like weird not like weird al parody songs no, like no. we're really we believe oh in no it. we're like for real we're mm -hmm. serious yeah serious <laughs> xm <laughs> i don't know there is a character name is serious and he comes up in this and then what is he one. isn't he uh a gary oldman mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love serious he's great i'm uh, curious as to what you think about serious you might i don't know if you'll like really really love him in the third one but so i did also want to talk about so so 
that bludger was like so they're at the quidditch game the it's called a bludger mm-hmm. the bludger is like uh has like a spell put on it and i like how hagrid is like in the stands he's like that bludger has a spell on it but he makes no move to like tell anybody or try to fix it or anything it's just like let's just see how it's like an anchorman <laughs> when uh veronica and ron are fighting and the other members of the news team are like they're just talking like it's like he's just like we'll just wait we'll see they're just playing let's see what happens <laughs> right so then the bludger goes through like some of the stands and i said to mike like are those stands gonna tip over and everyone's gonna <laughs> die and then and then harry finally like catches the seeker the snitch the snitch sorry he's the seeker he's the seeker. The seeker is the title yeah the seeker is the title it is and uh harry potter and the seekers no that's Ooh. not a good band name no i don't like it no jeez no. Oh, no i immediately shot that down as soon as i said it <laughs> Uh, anyway what were you so and then he falls on the ground and the bludger almost lands on his head so hagrid could have been partially responsible for his murder (laughs) because he didn't do anything and i think isn't this cheating like that's not how the game works right no it's not so that's weird like the bludgers are not supposed to go after one person in particular they're supposed to go after like everyone oh so they go after everyone yeah and then there's so then there's like okay so there's like the seek there's let's see i think seeker two chasers which are the ones that are chasing away the bludgers. So basically the chasers are supposed to keep the blood the blood bludgers away from like everyone else. And that's like their only job. Um there is a scene listen, it's a very have dangerous you, Have you ever seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? No. There's a scene where one of the characters is trying to describe a new sport to a, a new student at the school and it's so ridiculous. I think you should I'll show it to you after this because okay. whenever I watch scenes of quidditch all i can think of is that scene from fantastic mr fox <laughs> where the rules just get ludicrous he's like you got to run 13 times back and forth and you run around in a circle and then you go here and then you do this and then you have to hope that such and such doesn't happen and it's so ridiculous so i think you can find it on youtube i don't remember what the ga- the sport is called but just called just like search for like fantastic mr fox sports scene or whatever game scene anyway so yeah it sounds really weird and then uh, it's actually not complicated sport at all. It's just, there's just a lot of parts to it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so then he goes to like the sick ward or whatever, and he has to drink that nasty juice that like grows bones back or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, and then that poor little scrawny photographer kid. Colin got, Creevy. He's cute. He was cute. I thought he's, he's like, Harry, can I take your picture? He's a lot more annoying in the books. Oh, he's okay. super annoying in the books. He's a, he is a cute kid, but he's annoying. And Dobby comes in, and Dobby's like, "I had to iron my fingers." <laughs> so weird. No, Dobby's just a weird character. Yeah, I mean, I think he's suffered from a lot of abuse. So to him, like, it's just like easier for him to abuse himself versus someone else to do it for him. Yeah, you know. Well. <laughs> Oh, also the nurse says to Harry, like, we got to grow bones back. It's going to be a very painful night for you. But he seems to be really having a really nice night. He doesn't no, seem like in, he's in, in pain the at bucket, all. In the book, it's, it oh, okay. sounds painful. Yeah. 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 It sounds like just this, like, I don't know. Like, to me, it kind of reminded me of, like, an ongoing Charlie horse. I also like the idea of, like, in this world, there are people dying from injuries and, like, Hogwarts just keeping all these things to themselves. <laughs> Because they hate muggles so much? I, I guess so. I mean, there's definitely a sort of, like, 
I guess racist quality. I don't know if racist classist, is the right classist. Yeah, yeah, like it's muggleist. <laughs> you know, I wear um there are a lot of people who are wizards that think that they're better than muggles. Well, in this but movie, in, yeah. Yeah, I mean even I one of I think it was Dumbledore said something like there's so many different um like or no, I don't think it's him. But one of them says something like maybe it was Arthur that there's like so much mixed blood, you know, between everyone that it's like who even cares if someone's muggleborn or not because it's like no one is pureborn anymore or pure right. blood anymore unless it's, you know, a Slytherin. A Slytherin or Malfoy and Again, I, I just feel in my bones that the Malfoys have had incest in their family. <laughs> you know, I just feel well, it in my they bones. They probably have Habsburg, Habsburg blood. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of, I just think it's a weird world that uh, if you think too much about it, it's kind of like, but what? But yeah, this movie was a lot about it's like pure blood. It's interesting to see your perspective though about this because these are things that I don't think of, you know? Right, and, and you don't think of them when you're a child. No, and you start, I mean, yeah, and yeah. You, yeah. Like so I was I, like 14 or 13 when I started reading them. So, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they came out when I was 10, but I didn't start reading them immediately. And I remember not... I remember being a little bit older than 11 because my sister, who I love dearly, but this little brat, (laughs) was like, I would get my Hogwarts letter, but you're too old to get yours. And I was like, jeez. always be a Hogwarts child. (laughs) Wow. I know. There are other magic schools in the Harry Potter world. Um, There's Do they ever play Quidditch against other schools? Um... No, that's I don't think so. But they do have the World Cup in the fourth one, and that's oh like that's like the Super Bowl, basically. But only with those four houses. No, no, no. It's like an international, like not it. Well, yeah, it's like an international like thing. Like it's. But they don't play against other teams. No, no, no. They do. It's so. It's like you a, just told me that they didn't. <laughs> the Hogwarts houses do not play against anyone else other than the Hogwarts houses. What but, are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like I'm being clear, but apparently I'm not. Okay. <laughs> so in Quidditch at Hogwarts. What is Quidditch? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, You're I know what that me. is. Okay. You're like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, I don't know why. <laughs> um, they, at Hogwarts, they, from what I remember... Okay, it's been a long time since I read the books. They only play against the other houses. However, Quidditch is like a worldwide game. So then there's the Quidditch World Cup, which is an inner, like all these different, um, like there, it's not the schools that are oh, playing. It's okay. like professional teams. I see. So it's like, it's like, you know what? I should have let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's where we first get introduced to Victor Crumb, who is the one that you learn how to pronounce Hermione's name correctly. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb. Yeah, he was suave and handsome and a professional Quidditch player. So Ooh. he was like Bulgarian, I think. So really, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Who plays him? I have no idea. Oh. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything right. else. Well, but uh, probably some old guy. The way they do the casting. <laughs> no, he, no, he was age appropriate. Um, but uh, yeah, so so Quidditch is like a big deal. It's like it's our version of football, pretty much. You okay, know? Sure. but I would way way watch Quidditch over football any day because I think that'd be way more interesting and fun. I mean, if we lived in a world where brooms could fly, 
Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I got one over there. It's rubber. Does that still count? It flies? It does, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that does count, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <sighs> I think it. it's... Uh, it's also interesting that Hermione can fix Harry's glasses, but nobody can fix the wand. Yeah. I don't know if it's the like... The broken if, wand is really like, to me, like a really stupid detail. I understand I, that it, it it like has ramifications to the story, but I think that they could have found that in any... Right. Because I just... Like, it's like if you, if you were at a ballet school and your shoes got damaged, like the ballet school would have other shoes for you yeah. to wear. No, you, you... I mean, you make a really good point. Yeah, you make a good point. Or you'd write to your parents and be like, listen, I, my wand broke. Right. And then your parents would pick you up on a weekend and take you to Diagon Alley. They can't get enough Diagon of Alley. that. They can't get enough of Diagon Alley. And, uh, and then they would buy you a new one. Yeah, I don't... Well, I, I think what would happen is they would just go there buy it and then send it by owl you know like yeah yeah it, yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a whole because I, I think hogwarts is hours and hours away i think it takes like half a day to get there by train i think it takes like okay so yeah, yeah i think it so, takes like at least like four or six hours so it's it's not like a yeah you know, weekend and, trip or whatever. oh here's another thing so what is the deal why did the like magical flying car love the forbidden forest so much because <laughs> it, it like dropped him off and then it was like meet me bye-bye <laughs> and it drove back into the forest like does it have a little family there like did it I, meet a female car <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, but I always loved that. I always loved that it had like its own personality. Like it was like I think in my mind what happened is it got beat up by the Whomping Willow and it was like, No, I'm done. <laughs> and it just went off on its own like, and was like, I'm just gonna cannot. live in the forest amongst the spiders. These I, terrifying spiders. I didn't like the spider imagery. I actually looked away. I don't I don't like spiders and no. i don't and i know that they're like not real but i like the imagery of spiders makes me feel weird so i just yeah and ron didn't. is like terrified of them he should too. be he's yeah. so if it were me and i were i were ron i'd be like listen harry i love you but there's no fucking way i'm following the spiders i'm sorry but and then uh, the spiders no. tried to kill them anyway yeah I, so oh my God. and then like aragog's like oh well you know fresh blood or fresh meat or whatever i was yeah. like okay <laughs> it's pretty weird uh, uh why didn't why has he never eaten hagrid if he well because hagrid raised aragog oh it's like an imprinting yeah. thing <laughs> totally <laughs> so i didn't i didn't like that but that's just a personal thing like uh, you know no i i mean i never like the spider scene it's awful and like they're so huge and mm-hmm. like oof, oof. yeah but then the car was like Okay, bye. <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah. Bye. So I thought that that was strange. I love it. I love the car. I love <laughs> that the car has its own its own personality. I liked the I liked the howler letter. So it's like you get in trouble from your parents, but you're also humiliated in front of the whole school. It's perfect. Yeah. If I was a wizarding parent, I would love that shit. <laughs> sure. I'd send my kid a letter every week that was like, "I love you. You're the you're best such a child ever." <laughs> So, yeah, in, like, the battle between uh, Snape and Lockhart. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, I actually did want to talk about that. Can I say something really quick? Yeah. So, Expelliarmus is just disarming your your um, opponent. It's not throwing them across the room. All you're doing is taking the wand from them. So, I don't, like, I was, like, I don't think that's the way it happens. I think it's just, like, 
it i mean maybe it is i don't know i again i've not read the books in a long time hey if anyone is out there and you know the answers seriously message us send us an email we will write back we love it <laughs> like i'm not kidding please do it <laughs> you know um i'm not begging but if it gets to that point i will <laughs> <laughs> and tell us what house you're in yes and definitely tell us what house you're in um yeah, because yeah, I, I thought that was very like. <sighs> I thought it was like, does he know that Lockhart's a fraud, and so he's just like, I think Snape's beating just him an up. Or, yeah, but then Snape is like, Snape is no better than Lucius because Draco. Snape is a horrible character. Yeah, Malfoy, Draco, like he falls, or Harry like get bests him, and Snape is like disappointed in Draco, and I'm like, geez, these are children. <laughs> he's, I think he, um, the, there's a reason why. And I'm, I'm sure not going to tell you, yeah. because sorry, but it's 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 not a super spoiler, but it is. I'm I'm just not going to tell you. You're going to have to watch it. Sorry, <laughs> I know. <Okay. laughs> you'll it'll you'll find out later why he treats Harry the way he does. Oh, and then there's like the those little sprites that Lockhart brings into the class. <laughs> He's like just, just like needless don't be horrified by the like. It's just Lockhart's the just. I thought Terrible. he was kind of funny. I liked the pictures he was signing, like him posing on the broomstick. I thought it was kind of funny. He's the thing is Lockhart is good for like a comedic, like comedic value. But I mean, I think that you maybe, I think you maybe see him once later in the books, but I don't think he's ever in the movies again. But he's only like a very passing, like oh. Okay. oh um, <laughs> I I don't want to tell you why because it's another oh, oh <laughs> it's not really him being where he is and I know I'm being intentionally vague I know him being where he is is not the spoiler it's the location that he's in and the things that happen there that are the spoiler okay if that makes sense mm-hmm. it doesn't but I mean, it's okay I know I'm being very being intentionally where vague. he is isn't the spoiler but the spoiler is the locations <laughs> so yeah, but him being there isn't the spoiler, if that makes sense. <laughs> She's looking at me like, okay, crazy. Um, yes, it makes sense, Lauren. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Um, I, uh, it will probably, <laughs> once that scene happens, I will explain it to you, but it's not going to be for a while because it's a couple movies down i think it's like the fifth fourth maybe the fourth <laughs> i don't remember sounds like you're not sure oh, and that's been okay so long <laughs> i tried to like even though i have like the physical books i wanted to read it like on my phone you know because i can't carry book around for some reason it's just like a thing i can't do anymore as an adult that has a smartphone it's so sad but it's true i don't know why it just is and uh but they were like oh yeah no um we can't lend you the first one because somebody already has it and i was like this book is from 99 how dare you wait you own the book and you wouldn't read it because you couldn't get it from the library on your phone no i didn't want to read it because um it was too long well, the story, you just the, told, the story you just told was that you couldn't get it on your smartphone, and that's why you didn't want to read it. That's what I said. It was too long, except for on my phone. <laughs> Did I misspeak? I'll take things that don't make sense for 500, please. Alex. 
Um, I did want to talk about the mandrakes a little bit as well because uh, I thought it was kind of weird that she's like, we're repotting mandrakes. And it just seemed like they were taking them from one pot and putting them in the same kind of pot. And then later, and then you see them and they're like screaming. And and then later, Hagrid is like, and the mandrakes are almost matured. So we'll be able to chop them up and give them a, make them into a potion. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like, I know. Well, they're like things. moving into like they're uh, like they're moving into each other's pots too so like they're aware yeah yeah so yeah. these like little beings are about to get like viciously that, murdered isn't it the same the same like what is it is it like a, a like a root a root but okay it's not a vegetable i don't know if it's a vegetable but it's a root okay like, some roots are vegetables but not right. all some vegetables are roots, but not all roots are vegetables. <laughs> um, isn't that the same thing that the the fawn gives Ophelia? And, In yeah, Pan's it's, it's, yeah, it's a mandrake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know mandrake has a lot of. Um, I think it has like a lot of ties in with like magic or something, just as far as like mm-hmm. myth mythical or whatever. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they are sentient and. <laughs> kind of sad but you know it's the same thing as a cow you know we're killing the cow for its meat i chop up cows and make potions out of them me too you know i've got potions beef yummy (laughs) speaking of i've got some beef stew in my fridge and i'm thinking about it right now (laughs) i want it (laughs) i'm gonna eat it probably after you go Yeah, so it's uh that I thought the mandrakes was an interesting aspect, especially since like a mandrake scream can kill you, but they were just like little ones, so they just put you to sleep for a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it always bugged me that like they have the earmuffs on to like muffle out the sound, but they're all covering their ears. I was like, and they can hear the teacher talking. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, so you can hear them then, so that right. it doesn't. Then what's the point of these? Yeah, you maybe know? It like, just, it's I like don't. a filter, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's whatever. They, she should have given those like earplugs that you twist up, like if you work in a factory and you should wear that you twist up and like put in your ear. And oh yeah, like, the squishy ones. They expand. Yeah, yeah, those mm-hmm. are yeah, those would be much better. Yeah. But um, I also wanted to mention, I forgot to mention too, last episode that the guy that, um, shit, it's um, Work Davis actually plays the goblin. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. Yes, and I he plays that. Professor Flitwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, yeah. yeah he's very distinct. Yeah. Like, he has a very distinct look. And I'm not even talking about like his size. Oh, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like his oh, yeah, like, face. Sure. And, and he does so much. Like he was like an Ewok. And mm-hmm. yeah. And so... Very talented. Mm-hmm. He's very distinct. You yeah. can tell who he is. I he's loved, very talented. I loved he's so Willow funny. too. Yeah, Willow was. Uh, I liked Willow. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> what was it? I I'd watched it with Samantha, our other friend, other other friend. Yeah, Samantha, the other one. And we had watched a movie right before that. It was it was Snow White and the Huntsman, I think. And she's like, we should watch Willow. And I was like, I've always wanted to watch Willow. Let's do it. And we watched it. And I was like, I love this movie. And she's like, I'm so happy that you like this movie. And I was like, I love it. Like, I I have, I was very surprised and happy that I liked it so much because it's a very fun movie. But I was too when I watched it. Mike showed yeah. it to me. And, and it was I like, really and I watched it, it recently too. So it's yeah. not like it's, you know, it's like it aged well, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 No, Warwick Davis is it's pretty great very fun he's yeah mm-hmm. yeah so would you recommend this movie uh no i wouldn't not yet i don't think there's anything that's grabbing me about hit the harry potter movies yet i'm still open maybe things will change but right now i think if you haven't seen harry potter there's no reason to start 
two movies in that's my verdict i i did not care for this one as much as the first one even and i wasn't really a huge fan of the first one but um so i don't think i would i think that there's some clever things and like i said last time i can totally see why people like this series i can see why it it would reach out and grab somebody it just for me it just hasn't yet yeah no i i get it and i i don't think it will until a little bit later to be honest with you i mean maybe the maybe the next one um but Would would you recommend it I would recommend it if you're a Harry Potter fan, but honestly, like even watching it again, I was like, this movie's not great. <laughs> like I, I, so yes, but pretty much only if you're a Harry Potter fan. Okay. Other than that, sure. I think there's no real reason to watch this movie. It's, it's fine. I mean, it's Chris Columbus, so it's like whatever, but um, <laughs> I'm not bitter over that or anything. Even slightly, just a little bit. <laughs> no, uh, yeah it's it was fun as as a um as a viewer but i think that i really had a good time watching the first one and the second one i was like this is a little cheesy (laughs) yeah that's yeah a little cheesy yeah it was Mm -hmm. it was like it's it's fine for what it is but yeah as a movie if you just looked at it from like just just a movie no it's not good it's not great oh i forgot to talk about the part where ron like murders lockhart (laughs) so ron's wand i have to talk about this because it's so weird ron's wand malfunctions and lockhart takes it and tries to use it and then lockhart forgets everything and then unexplainably ron like bashes him on the head with a rock (laughs) why that happened what, what was why didn't he have him help move the rocks away i, I mean he was just really man. sick of his shit yeah. he just wanted to so he murdered him he killed him cracked his skull oh yeah i forgot at the end i was laughing when fox was was fl- flying them all <laughs> and lockhart's like this is just like magic yeah. and i was like and i thought and i was laughing at that scene because of how ridiculous it, it is was, yeah, but it is funny. on the cover of the book really <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh i think i I have it i think i have the original cover over there i didn't i didn't want the episode to end without talking about how ron just like without any circum or pomp and circumstance just <laughs> killed i mean he doesn't kill him but well he limped but he probably has his skull fractured you know honestly Lockhart, his his memory's shit now anyway so it's like whatever <laughs> honestly though like I can't say I feel sorry for Lockhart. He's screwed over a bunch of different people by erasing their memory. So it's like, and who knows how bad those memory charms are. You know, they could have gone with their entire memory. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, yeah. No, I I think he was just like, shut up, bloop. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like a child hit a grown-up in the head with a rock. (laughs) He didn't like push him down or tell him to shut up. He bludgeoned him with a rock yeah i don't <laughs> i don't even pretty know bizarre. <laughs> i don't know i don't know so anyway yeah um so anyway you can follow us on instagram watches movies at facebook at watches movies if you want to email us it's watchers of movies at gmail.com we have a website that's watchers movies.weebly.com and um if you want to dm us or just like you know mention your house like whatever you know email us seriously we will respond back we love we love hearing from fans it's really fun um and we also if you want to have us 
do a movie that you recommend send us uh, you can you know what i'm getting all blah, blah, blah. <laughs> go on itunes give us five stars we'll put that to the top of the list it won't be until after harry potter's over obviously because now we're not doing them or we are doing them consecutively uh but if you don't have itunes or for some reason you don't want to leave us five stars you can just email us but we can't guarantee that it'll go to the top of the list but we'll do it pretty quickly after you you send it we're, we're pretty good about that and thank you so much to mike for our n- new theme music well not new but it harry is potter it, theme our music. limited edition yes. theme music harry potter related thank you mike it's yes. awesome and yes. you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 his name is mike myers thank you mike thanks mike and he put links up to um if you look on his twitter there's a link up to hedwig's theme on his like Bandcamp page oh, very cool and there are other songs that he's done he performs under the name tms and he has he has many songs that he's done covers of and many, many, many original songs. And some of those you can hear on his Bandcamp page. So I would recommend looking it up because he's very talented. Cool. That's yeah. Cool. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. On, <laughs> but on Twitter, it's uh, Stelsam with two L's and two M's. So if you want to see someone who posts sometimes, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> and on Instagram, it's one L and one M. Yes. So I keep it fresh keep it fresh uh, yeah. girl <laughs> yeah and uh thanks so much to bear for providing the cuddles yeah he's great <laughs> he is he's bothering your legs this week last week i had to like <laughs> sit in a pretzel shape to keep him he, happy he always does this whenever because i have my i have my ottoman underneath my desk and i'm um and he always likes to sit right between my legs and sleep there it's just he likes to collect all the warmth he steals the warmth mm-hmm. yeah. anyway bye-bye bye-bye